0: Everybody, welcome to episode number 269, nice, of game Apocalypse. I am the last minute replacement for the long-delayed game that no-showed the E3 press conference, Matthew Allen, who's here in the Michael Raparez Memorial chat room with me.
1: Uh, Chief Roger Rabbit Apologist Chris
2: Antista. E3 is now all just mechs and anime, Travis
0: Foster. And for the first time ever, joining us, a very special guest.
3: Yeah, my name is Marcus Beer, I'm the oldest man here, so all you wankers shut up and listen to me yes sir
0: <laughs> so yes this is marcus and marcus and i go way back too far back that i care to remember uh but we used to work together at vivendi back in the day and um
3: yeah you you were on work experience out of high school weren't you You just had, like hit puberty <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: i was i was fairly that was my first gaming game industry job coming out of the fox movie thing but uh yeah marcus had been there a little bit of time and um I wanted to get him on because he's very opinionated. I think he's very funny uh, and very smart. And that's all I will be doing to kiss your ass this entire show, Marcus. You never said
3: any of that shit when we worked together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, of course not.
3: Marcus, were you at E3? Uh, This was my 21st E3. Damn.
0: Holy shit. That's
3: at a 24.
0: You're, so wait, your E3 years could drink officially now. Wow. Yes.
3: yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And three years ago, I could shag E3. <laughs> mine, mine <laughs> just
0: entered high school because I think I was going on my—I couldn't remember if it was my thirteenth or fourteenth year. So
3: we'll be fine um, if E3 was in Kentucky. So Joe Apayo is coming after your
1: E3. (laughs) Better joke. Better joke. (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, So, of course, yes, because E3 just wrapped up, we are here to talk about E3 2018. Uh, As we traditionally do every year, we're here specifically to talk about the best games of E3. I wanted to change things up a little bit this year. And we're going to do this, as we have been doing in these interim episodes with Michael out, as a top five. Um, But before we get to that... I just wanted to go around the room, like, what did everyone think of E3? Just, what are your overall kind of high-level thoughts?
1: Um, I am really glad I don't have to set foot on the show floor anymore, and that everything is archived, and I don't need to pay attention at the moment anything happens.
0: Fair enough. What about about you, Marcus? What were your thoughts on the show this year?
1: I haven't
3: had a high-level thought since 1974. Um... Uh, what are my thoughts. Um, I love the public. I think they are awesome people and gamers who want to come and see the games. I think they have no fucking place on the convention floor. <laughs> uh, it's a trade show, for God's sake. The ESA really needs to develop a clue. And, you know, if they want to do something for the public, make it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, host at the LA Coliseum or... You know, I'll um, do something to split the show floors. So maybe West Hall and meeting rooms are all for trade. South halls and Kentia are for um, for the public. Um, because it was ridiculous. I came out of a uh, Bethesda meeting. I'd gone in at five minutes to twelve on the Wednesday, and everything was tranquil. People were doing their business. You know, going to meetings. It was absolutely. You know, it was busy. But then I came out, and the Bethesda booth was on the intersection of Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, and Namco Bandai, or basically the crossroads of hell. Um, and you couldn't move because there was a bunch of uh, of people just standing there, gawping at video screens, unable to be able, you know process video and move their fucking smelly feet at the same time.
1: <laughs> See, I'm super <laughs> conflicted about that because, like, I I feel like, and you would know better than me that E3 took place in a it was really purposeful in a smaller world of print and vendors and with no internet. Uh, but it also is like, I don't know, as, as a, as a kid, I would have, I would have loved to go to an event like that every single year. So I like that they, they bring the public in, but as I've always said, trying to work at Comic-Con, it's just, I would probably refuse to go at this point. It is impossible to get work done on, at with that many members of the public. There are three damn packs every year in America.
0: <laughs> That's what I was about yeah. to say. Isn't this just worse
3: packs? I mean, I mean, literally, it, it is. It is now. Sh- it's now super, super sized shitty packs,
0: and it's super yeah. expensive because it's two hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket to get in.
1: Yeah, but they don't stream game announcements from packs. Oh.
0: But they do, right? Like <laughs> that, that that's yeah. happened
2: before at fact.
0: Well, if you if you are a Patreon subscriber at uh, patreon.com/laser time, I was on bonus time this week and I gave my thoughts and I thought it was better than last year. I don't know if you agree with me here Marcus that. Last year was a complete clusterfuck and the booths weren't even they didn't they weren't designed at all with consumers in mind. At least this year there was more stuff for people like the general public to do. You're right. It, it's still not good, um but it's it was slightly better. I don't know if it was better enough for them to keep doing it this way. I love the idea and I was I've been championing this for before they decided to let the public in do the gamescom thing, have the split show. Here's the public days, here's the industry press days, totally different deal.
3: I'm I'm with you. You know, say so either split it up intern, you know, in the show floor or split it up to different days. The only major difference this year with the booth design is that every motherfucking Publisher said, I'm going to sell merch. Yay, line up to buy my Assassin's Creed's novelty condoms. Oh,
1: weird. <laughs> I just, I saw like loot boxes on sale. Like, the, like <laughs> the last E3 I went to, I remember like, where the fuck are these cosplayers coming from? And, hmm. <laughs> and it was just well, Oh, the, don't get me started on the cosplayers.
0: No, that, that is awkward. But the loot box thing reminded me one of the weirdest things about the show this year is. It was like the Fortnite E3, and Fortnite's a game that's been out since last year. Like E3 has traditionally always been the show about upcoming games. Fortnite had one of the biggest booths. They had probably the biggest party of the whole show. And I'm like, what are you doing? How are you, how are you going to make more money off? The- I don't understand why you're here. What are you doing they here? They were
3: selling merch. They were yeah, selling okay. merch like Bethesda and everybody else. So you have people lining up. And of course, there was, they were off at the Coliseum doing some fan day stuff as well. So you had people lining up to buy Fortnite merch or play Fortnite on the, you know, on the machines on the show floor. Um, also playing Fortnite on the switches in their hands while they were in lines. They brought their switches with them like a bunch of absolute twats. (laughs) Um, and downloaded Fortnite because it was available that day on the switch. I mean, it, that's all it was, and the Funko thing was part of GameStop. I mean, it might even be the last time we see GameStop in any yeah, for, uh, yeah, form, to be easy. honest with you. Um, but yeah, Bethesda had much, uh, much there. There was just so much crap on sale, and it was, and it just made it even more awkward because people are then walking around with boxes and bags that, are, and, and then it's like, oh, I have to get to go and see the Call of Duty thing to try and get a T-shirt. Let me just push my way through here like a fucking pack animal from. 1850s Tibet. I mean, you know, you expect these things going up the side of Mount Kilimanjaro
1: to have less baggage. (laughs) I I felt like an old man describing E3s like, I I can remember when... My game of show was Fortnite when it was announced in 2011. We thought it was a Minecraft clone back then. Now, now it's a PUBG clone, and everybody. It. I'm sorry. I'm too old. I'm too old for Fortnite. I tried playing it. Well, I, I, I tried. I've always said that. Like I, I, we, Dave and I were the first. We got we got advance code for the game. We loved it when it was this fortification multiplayer thing and the battle royale thing i cannot mix those two gameplay elements together i like PUBG. i i'm just i'm too old and not fast enough to build shit while i'm trying to shoot stuff
3: it's fucking king of the hill i can't (laughs) they basically rejigged king of the hill and added a gassy cloud what i mean it's it's king it's king of the hill for people with acid
1: reflux that game just ain't right bobby and did they ever did did sony ever the biggest news for me that came into e3 was sony locking people out of Fortnite forever I thought that was truly fucked up, and I'm like, surely there will be a response to that by now, and I don't think there has been one.
2: No, they put out a response basically stating that it was in their best interest to keep Fortnite to let to have to have it on their servers, and if someone wanted to play Fortnite, they could just start another one, which you know is is short sighted in this day and age. And that's, I mean, that's so that would be my question to you guys who who've experienced E3 a multitude of years. I don't, I don't understand the necessary need of it other than uh, getting the information out there for developers for, for to have those meetings. But we don't have like GDC, right? Which is another way for developers to, to meet and for things to get pitched and everything like that. GDC doesn't have like this online presence. Like there's press that will come there, but it's a smaller thing. Why can't E3 just be like that? And then I don't know, do something on an offsite. The the and difference say, there
1: is that GDC is kind of committed to making money off the show, <laughs> yeah. whereas E three is this like showcase where hopefully they make more money from retailers and consumers. Give and, and and if there wasn't a a Super Bowl day for video games, we'd ask for one. So I'm glad but that's the thing. E three is not this Super Bowl game uh, day. I'm gonna I'm gonna t- uh, take issue with that one. And look, the ESA are you, a you a Jeff Teale guy? You, like it's the it's the Game Awards. Well, not... They they're the Super Bowl oh. for E three. Oh, games? don't
3: talk to me about the Game Awards, <laughs> Jesus uh, Excuse
0: me. That's the Keeleys officially, Keeleys. folks. Come on, Come on. Respect. Oh, N- uh, <laughs>
3: no. Um, and I'll say that again. No.
0: Now might be a good time for me to um, tell people, Marcus is also known as the annoyed gamer. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. I want to make sure we have time because we know Marcus you're on a bit of a time constraint I do want to get to our top five and um, I do want to go over a few ground rules so with the top five games of E3 uh, these are games that had to have been announced or shown prominently at E3 um, during the press conferences show floor even in meeting rooms it doesn't matter uh, it does not have to have been playable at the show and it does not necessarily have to come out this year it does need to be a full game though so no no expansions no DLC like the Forsaken stuff for Destiny 2
1: you just don't want me to talk about Metal Wolf Chaos.
0: Actually, I... He just doesn't want me talk about Cuphead's DLC. Metal of Chaos did qualify and was on our list, um, but I, I do. This is a great opportunity for me to explain how we did this. So all of us here, the four of us, we each got a vote and we voted for our top five games, and that was weighted depending on where we picked it, uh, with the top vote uh, getting more weight than the others. And then we also, for the first time ever, opened up voting to the official Laser Time Facebook community, where they voted. And I basically created a poll with it was over eighty entries. It was like every game that was shown at e3 and they voted for that and we took their top five and collectively the ltc is representing one kind of person voting in this competition i took all those votes compiled them the games that received the most votes or received the most you know they were higher up on people's lists all together formed a top five now because we will all have kind of entries that didn't make the top five final cut what i want to do after our top five is those you know we'll be able to kind of talk about the one or two games we had on our list that nobody else had say a few words about them but for the top five itself we we used this kind of weighted voting system and actually i will point out the laser time community nailed it they got the exact top five that we're going to kick into right after the break
1: Let's get scratching.
4: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com/LaserTime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. <laughs>
1: But there were, And then um, somebody just randomly wanted to have a um, cannibal movie feature, a uh, double feature, so they brought, like, all their oh, friends, made, like, cupcakes with, like, body parts on uh-huh. them, and, like, took Campbell the musical <laughs> and Raw, you know? So it was, they just felt like it. I remember it, somebody
4: for their birthday uh, showed the Blu-ray HD version of uh, Necromantic.
1: Yeah, oh, my And invited God. all their
4: friends what out. Necromantic. Uh-huh. At <laughs> oh, my God. It's a German horror oh, film where God. a chick fucks a corpse. It's, like, the whole movie's about her fucking yeah, a corpse pretty much and there's a sequel right, too but uh yeah hey come <laughs> rent it at Cap city video <laughs> <laughs> and we have both of them oh my them. god yeah. but I just thought it was so great you know she For brings all her friends you are. And they're like oh I don't know what this movie is it and was then you had people blast. you had people coming out during the movie just to catch their breath they're like I don't know truly like, like I mean, multiple people and just I mean, like this their like my, my friend, their but minds oh, oh man I gotta go outside and have a smoke break this movie's horrifying Get Bonus Time, a weekly, uncensored, and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LaserTime.
1: And we're back with our top five, which is Chris? ETH Games of E3. 2018, we're not talking about 2020 or 2006. Well, we might, with some of these, we might
0: actually be talking about 2020, because uh, let's just go ahead and dive right in with our... Number five. (laughs) Oh <laughs> you didn't just accidentally skip to your relaxation podcast. We heard the intro to, uh, and, and it might be Sony's most notorious moment of the show. That was um, a flute player playing a traditional Japanese instrument, opening up the presentation for Ghost of Sushima, which was part of the Sony press conference this year. Uh, and we voted Ghost of Tsushima as number five. And so, um, yeah, I mean, for those that did vote for it, why, why did you guys... Vote for this game. Like, what? What did you? What excited you? I think Trav, you had it as your number two, correct?
2: Uh, yeah. I, one, I thought the game looked gorgeous. Um, in the the trailers that they you know Sony showed for their for the press conference, I thought all those games looked gorgeous. But Ghosts, um, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to say it awfully more times often than not. Uh, the more I just saw it, it just looked just so, like, awe-striking from a distance, like, when you're in the field, and you're on the horse, and you're, and you're in that kind of wheat field, just, everything looks so vivid, and it really popped out, I thought that was really cool looking, and then, when the combat started, um, I'm a huge fan of, like, Bushido Blade, and that kind of combat, and I, I like my authentic, like, swordsman games to feel like actual sword play, and it, it just looked like it had a really good feel on it. It had a really good, you know, uh, just good way of saying it. Just good weight to it. I it was the Kurosawa film that I've been wanting to play since I was a kid.
1: And uh, what 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 makes it what makes it better than Neo, man?
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I was going to point out that there are this game makes the list sort of by default in that there were at least. I think four different samurai games announced or shown at the show. And this would be one of them uh, up there with Neo 2, which Chris mentioned, which was also announced. I
2: mean, I'm going to play Neo as well. Like,
1: yeah. it's not
0: going to stop me from playing that as well.
1: I'm just just doing my due diligence. And, and I think the real difference is, is that this is a first party Neo. So you'll get first party polish. Um, and it, I don't know, it should look amazing, like much better than any of the other samurai games announced.
0: It did look amazing. And what they showed, uh, they showed a really long gameplay demo. Uh, and then we found out after the press conference that was actually just a side mission. And so, uh, you mentioned Kurosawa film. Like it was incredibly cinematic for what amounts to a side mission of the game. So we, we know we're talking like Witcher three levels of high production value and really spending the time to get this thing looking right. The only complaint I heard from a few people were they wish it was offered in a black and white mode because it was so <laughs> channeling Kurosawa. Uh, and actually, I think a dev was very kind of tight-lipped when someone asked him about it. He was just kind of like, mm-hmm, that would be great, just you know, knowingly nodding type thing.
2: I know that they did, have, they did say that there is going to be a way to put on uh, the Japanese uh, audio dub with, with subtitles on there, which is how I'm going to play that game.
0: Mm. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of Way of the Samurai and those games, which those were almost at times they felt like choose your own adventure, the video game. Um, and you, I, I remember you could like end the game very quickly if you did certain things. Uh, this looks to be sort of a, a combination of open world Red Dead Redemption style uh, but taking place in feudal Japan with this kind of way of the Samurai like, hey, your choices matter and you're going to be affecting things in the larger overall story. mm yeah. Uh, and which is uh, – Trav, do you know which, which is the studio? I'm, tr- I'm. It's not Sucker Punch, is it? It is Sucker Punch. It's it is Sucker, Punch. Sucker
1: Punch, yeah, Punch. Yeah, this is Sucker Punch.
0: And yeah. I mean for a studio that worked on um, Sly Cooper
1: – And Infamous and that's kind of it.
0: Yeah. It, it's shocking <laughs> like how different it looks and how different the combat is. Uh, my one complaint when I did see the demo – there's a little quirkiness with the animation where you're almost like magnetized to the other guy, or at least it looked like that when I was watching it. So that, lo- that all looks like something easily addressable uh, before they launched the game. But, uh, but yeah, ghost of Tsushima, I think that was announced at the end of last year, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, and yeah, made a great impression and was one of only like six games. Sony took the time to show during the press conference. So yeah. uh, definitely, yeah.
2: I wasn't even like, I said, it was one that wasn't, it wasn't even on my radar at all, and I I knew it had been announced. It's just, when I saw it, it's one of those things when you see something for the first time, you're just like, oh yeah, I get it. And Mm. I just saw it, and I was like, yeah, I I get it. I I need this in my life.
0: So, uh, Trav, you voted for this, and then the the reason it actually ended up making the list is the LTC also voted for this as their number five. So, as I mentioned before the break, the LTC didn't astounding job kind of predicting uh, how these would go so here's here's for crowdsourcing things Uh, so that was our number five let's go ahead and kick in with our number four Yahoo! So, of course, uh, when you hear that kind of classic music, I mean, our resident Smashbird Trav, what game was that? Uh, That was
2: Super Smash Brothers Don't Ask Sakurai for Shit Ever (laughs) Good Gamers Edition. And why would you say don't ask him for shit? Because fucking Ridley's in the game and every character that you ever had is in the game and wave dashing is back. So shut the fuck up forever. Mm. This is what this game is now.
1: Yeah, it's we we like it's odd how we nailed a bunch of this shit in our discussion pre E three about Smash. Want to say that good on everyone, Trav, Mad Me. Uh, but is this even a new game or just like a best of? They
0: they actually did confirm it's not. Remember on on last week's episode, we were wondering is this like a Wii U to Switch port ultimate mm-hmm. version? This is actually a an officially a new game, whatever that means. You know
2: what I what I would say is with. I I don't have full design docs, but what they've shown in the Nintendo uh, Playhouse and just with information, this seems very much akin to like old school fighting games. Remember fighting game fans remember like Super Street Fighter and then, you know, Ultra Street, like that kind of, that kind of like an increase. Uh, The word that was brought out that made sense to me, it reminded me a lot of Ultra Mortal Kombat 3, Ah. where it has like this huge roster with every character. But then, also, the changes and fixes, like like i said there there are things that are different that are very important. There are now different ways you can air dash um uh now when you're char doing charge attacks, you can do it in the air, very incremental things that really don't mean stuff unless you're like really into Smash Brothers for people who are just like going to pick up to watch Nintendo characters smash it to each other, you have all these new characters, you have every character, and they're gonna probably announce I think there is at least confirmed two more. Uh, mm. With the amiibo release, I know Sakurai said that because they are putting every character in there, yeah. there is not going to be a huge roster increase. But mm.
0: I, I think, well, I'd seen a, I'd seen a, an image from I think it was the show floor that showed the Ridley uh, amiibo, and then there were two amiibos just marked as coming soon. And so the assumption was there's at least two more of those to announce to tie in with those amiibo
1: yep assist characters don't get amiibos yet
0: yet, uh and this made our list because Chris you voted this as our number two as your number two, uh and then the community voted this as their number three, although I will say our resident Smashbert did not vote for this game, and your explanation to me Trav was what it it, it gets too much love anyway like i we, we're, we're, you you assumed it would make the list, but then you also told me. I am a mech and samurai boy boy through and and through.
2: (laughs) I like, you know what? I like Smash Brothers. I also like mechs and samurais.
0: You know whose opinions on Smash I want to hear, Marcus? Because I might have gotten into a little trouble last week when I called it Nintendo's brawler for babbies. Marcus, what do you think of Smash?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. You can can, can confuse me with somebody who gives a fuck. (laughs)
0: Come on. Yeah, that's about what I thought. All (laughs) right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and plow through to our... Number three. 300 years after our great nation
1: began, we gathered together to honor the completion
3: of Vault 76. This sprawling underground shelter may have been engineered by vault Tech, but it was built by you. So that if the bombs do come, our way of life will endure.
0: Almost heaven West Virginia So now here's a game, Marcus, I know you give a fuck about. What game was that?
3: I give 76 fucks about this game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was Fallout 76. Um who actually, I guess we should do a little bit of disclosure. Our buddy Matt is working on PR for this game. So what up, Matt from Bethesda? But that is not why you voted for it, Marcus, because I know you don't care about that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so why are you so hyped on Fallout 7? Se- well, not just you are hyped for Fallout 76, but the uh, LaserTime Time community voted it as their number four choice.
3: Well, the LaserTime Time community are obviously very smart people. <laughs> um, and look, I've wanted this game since I first played Fallout 3 on my Xbox 360 a decade ago. Um it's fallout online and now i i have some concerns i don't know what's going to happen with um so you know some of the uh aspects from single player but i believe bethesda when they say oh there's only going to be a couple of dozen people per server. It's still going to be a wide open wasteland. You're not going to have a bunch of people running around. I mean, how VATS is going to work, I don't know. Because VATS is obviously a very signature part of uh, of uh Fallout. So I, d- I don't know how that's going to work. But the the idea of, you know, we talked a little bit about Fortnite and the building and the shooting and stuff like that. This is going to have the building. This is going to have NPC quests for groups. You can, you know, you can Take over your own vaults, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, Bethesda didn't have a huge presence at E3 with this game. They released all the information between the Xbox press conference and their own, uh, press conference. Uh, my understanding is that they are going to go big, 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 big at, uh, QuakeCon this summer in Texas. But I am, I, I'm down with this. I mean, I, you know, Fallout is, is like, it's my favorite franchise, I think of all time right now um and i've played all the games and fallout 4 was great but had some issues and i'm just hoping that this is a little more you know quest driven where it's the, the answer to everything is not shoot i really hope that there are more you know teamwork type things and they don't do away with the end you know the NPC companions because they were really cool and you know you can actually talk your way out of trouble a few times as opposed to blowing shit up
0: mm. well trav you had this as your number five so what is it that compelled you to add this game to your list
2: I think a lot of things that Marcus said were things that I've been thinking about with this game. I like the aspect of doing a very limited multiplayer in a follow-up game. And I just, like, instantly, I I think the the thing that I just instantly, like, I reached out to a couple of my friends. I was like, oh, hey, we're going to remake the Turtle Snakes in this world. Because, like, if if you can, if it's a very limited server experience and it still feels, like, expansive... But you're able to kind of grow, you're trying to grow your own community. Like, if you're able to take some of the settling building from Fallout 4, if that's refined and you can actually make it enjoyable, um, I think that this game becomes a very. It's, it's become what I've been, like Mark said, what I've been waiting for Fallout since I've played the first Fallout, first played Fallout 3. Like, something that, that kind of experience that kind of helps it grow. It's almost like I'm, I'm looking at kind of where people were maybe pie this the sky with like, um, Ellis Rolls online, but like a very mm-hmm. kind of condensed, uh, area to it, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up ESO because yeah, that, that could be the fear of, Oh, it's just going to be like their equivalent, but it, it doesn't seem to be based on the same model at all. Like it very much is still a fallout game. A lot of people thought it was almost, there was also a fear it was going to be like a survival game, like a Rust or something like that. And that doesn't seem to be the case either. Um, and so, yeah, it does seem like they've, they've given it a lot of thought. I mean, I have a couple a couple concerns about the game. Number one is like how part of Fallout's charm to me is the jank of the engine and, and how funny things can happen when you're in this big single player world. Is that going to be fun in multiplayer? I guess with co-op, that could be, that could make for some interesting emergent gameplay moments, as they say. Um,
3: How come you have jank with the engine? What are you playing it on? Commodore 64?
0: (laughs) Well, come on, dude. That thing, those titles have always crashed on. I play on console, not PC with those particular games. So there's my problem. My only other big concern is I hope they're letting Todd Howard out enough to, to eat and get some exercise. Cause dude has head down in like a ton of games right now.
3: They have a huge they're they a huge dev studio um there. I mean I've been lucky to visit Bethesda a few times, uh actually before even our good friends started working there. Um so yeah, they have a an entire upper floor that is security locked down megaland. We have other um, good friends
0: by the way. We have, we have Anne Lewis and Gary Steinman that work there. And who Anne Lewis, I'll plug her once again, kick fucking ass on the Bethesda press conference. Good job, Anne.
3: She did, and Steinman, and Matt Grandstaff, and uh, Tracy Thompson, and Pete Ines. um Show, you know, d- do you want to get into a friend measuring <laughs> contest? <laughs>
0: yeah, whip them out, baby. Um, yeah, seriously. Well, I know, I know you're short on time, so I do want to get to the rest of the games on our list because this is this is a pretty important game, I think, to the Time community. So let's go in with our number two,
4: Vulture. <laughs> Long time no see. We're going to have so much fun! Sorry, no time to talk! With me, huh? Okay, I got the security cameras back online. How's it look? Well, it looks like the entire population of the Raft has escaped. That makes five of your worst enemies that are now on the loose. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were serious! I am serious. I have to go. Some of them are heading into the city. This is nuts.
0: So that was Marvel's Spider-Man, which Spider-Man. was Sony, I think one of the biggest games Sony, Sony showed at the show. It was They certainly gave it the most floor space. And that was the game that I made sure to take time and play. And it did not disappoint. Uh, Spider-Man, it's actually only my number two. But I think if I look at... Spider-Man was on Chris at your, it was on your list, and Marcus was on your list, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just because we're living through this, like, fucking 10 years of nonstop superheroes in the entertainment business, and none of that has been reflected in games. Not a single piece of it. Unless you're talking about mobile. But, yeah, just a big, fuck all, get out, first party Spider-Man game. Still, like, I get happy every time I think about it. It reminded me of Spider-Man Two on the
3: PS Two. Me too. Which was my pinnacle of.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone thinks of when they think good Spider-Man game. They immediately go back to that game, and but it, it's not just that game. I will say, I don't. Marcus, did you get a chance to play it at all?
3: Uh, I didn't because I refuse to play it until the day it comes out because I've got my pre order collector's edition pre ordering thing done. Yes. And it's going to hit my desk and I'm going to put it in and I'm going to draw the blinds and I'm gonna have some Spidey time in my Spider Man underoos. Um,
0: I will say though, it is it's that game plus Batman Combat, plus everything you can do with next gen, you know, systems now. It's just it's everything you guys probably think it is and more. Um it's it's really good. It's it's probably the best superhero game I've ever played, and that includes the Arkham games so God far. Damn. And I just played the short short portion of it.
1: Goddamn! I mean, you were telling me that on bonus time that just like all the little not not quick but contextual things you could do in an Arkham game during combat can kind of be done anywhere in the city. Yeah, all, anytime all the there's elements. there's
0: something that he can grab with his webs and use to hit an enemy, it's all there, it's all seamless, it's really easy to activate that stuff, the combos are really easy, the The special powers with the web stuff makes total sense, uh, his spider sense make, makes way more sense than it did in the Batman games, because Spider-Man would know if someone's about to shoot him or punch him. Right. So all of that stuff, um, it yeah, it just plays really good, the swinging uh, and the, the locomotion through the city feels outstanding, I don't know, it, it just... Uh, it's it's definitely um, on my watch list for game of year, and it's coming this year, and that's even more exciting. It's not right. too far and, from now.
1: And just ugh, unlike a lot of Spider-Man and anywhere but the comics, a really effective use of his – like he has – other than Batman, he has the best villains of any comic character, and it looks like everyone's on board. And I think that's yeah, the one yeah. thing they hadn't really hammered home in any E3 conference before now.
0: Well, that's the one thing Yeah, people, yeah, they kind of had one cliffhanger, they showed almost the full sinister six, and then there's there's one other enemy that we don't know who that is that he kind of looks up and goes, "You and and so there's wild speculation on who that could be. are we gonna get venom in this game? Are we gonna get uh, I don't know the kingpin there's there's a lot of people it could be, but it um it looks fun, fun as hell, man, that's all I can say. and speaking of something that looks fun as hell, that's a good chance to transition to R.
4: One. In 2077, they voted my city the worst place to live in America. Main issues, sky-high rate of violence, and more people living below the poverty line than anywhere else. Can't deny it, it's all true, but everybody still wants to live here. This city's always got a promise for you. Might be a lie, an illusion, but it's there, just around the corner, and it keeps you going.
0: You're probably wondering how I got here. Every time I watch that trailer, I can't help but think of that.
1: This is me. The name Cyberpunk.
0: (laughs) That was Cyberpunk 2077, the next game from CD Projekt Red. And this thing, folks... Almost unanimously, took our number one game. Um, it got the most points out of any game. Uh, it was voted number one by the LTC. Voted number one by me. Uh, T- uh Trav, you had it as your number one. Um, ev- all of us are looking. Marcus, you had it as your number three.
3: Yeah, I had it in my number three because um, I'm sick of waiting for it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's been so long. I had people saying, I can't believe that announced game. And I'm like, they fucking announced that like five years ago with a really good cinematic trailer. It's just been so long, you don't remember it.
3: I mean, it's almost as if they've been waiting to release the game at the time where it actually looks more attractive than current day America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give me dystopia any day. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was just
0: about to say, I mean, it's got all of the typical cyberpunk tropes, you know, things like, well, let's see, a messed up environment that has been ruined by climate change, a uh, megacorps ruling the world.
1: Uh, an aesthetic that peaked in the 80s. Google sex bots. Yeah.
0: It's basically, guys, we got all the worst shit of cyberpunk. And and this game, though, shows you the good stuff. It's like, OK, I'm going to wire a computer into my head and, and jack into the Matrix and all that. So. As a lover of Shadowrun, which I've made very clear on previous shows... As am I. The one thing it's lacking for me is magic. But that's all right, man, because it has all the good cyberpunk stuff. Um, even if William Gibson shit all over it after he saw the trailer, but whatever. He shits all over everything that's not one of his books. But yeah, man, cyberpunk, It. I think it was everyone's game of show who saw it. And one of the things that surprised people is it's first person, uh, as opposed to Witcher 3, which was third person... Uh, but it makes sense because what you know the way it's described is it's very much like think of all the T1, uh, T one T eight hundred scenes from Terminator two where he's kind of scanning people and doing threat detection like very quickly into that demo they had you get cyber eyes and you're doing that and so a lot of the stuff and the tech you're doing it it had to be first person but that that was controversial for what is for all intents and purposes kind of like an RPG you know.
3: Um, look, Deus Ex is an action RPG uh, along the similar lines. You can do third, third person or first person. I mean, it's better in first person. Uh, I, all those people who are like, well, I want to be able to see my character in his underpants and his th- <laughs> th- stiletto shoes.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, they really need to get off the sex bot. I mean, I paid extra for
0: this cybercock. I want to be able to see it as I'm walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Deus Ex because, yeah, I mean, very much like all of a sudden now this game is more kind of competing with the Deus Ex where I would have put it more in that Witcher 3 school before. I I don't know. it For me, though, it looks like the most video game-ass video game, but also like the perfect video game and kind of just what we've all been waiting for 40 years or more, like for video games to be able to do everything they're promising in this game.
1: And, yeah, for someone who like – um I – on paper love the witcher but the setting of cyberpunk is what i'd prefer to do all of that in
2: yeah Mm -hmm. i i I really don't care for the witcher games but i love how they look and i cannot wait to play this game because it's more of my aesthetic more of my charm and yeah i i like how it looks as well so this will be the cd project red game i will devour
0: yeah, and I can't wait to play it in 2025. Uh, so that's been our top five, folks. What we're going to do, we're going to mix it up a bit again. We're going to take a second break and because we know Marcus has to go right now. When we come back, uh, uh Trav, Chris, and I, we're going to talk about the games that were on our list or on the LTC's list or even Marcus's list that didn't quite make the cut. Say a few words about those. And then I'd like to talk about a few of the games that... Might have been overlooked just because there were so many games announced at E3. There's, there's some good ones that kind of no one's talking about. So I want to give them their due. Uh, and then we're going to kick it with the community segment, the question of the week. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you. I can't, you know, I'd love to have you on future shows. You've been great.
3: Definitely, I'm down to come back. Um, I will talk quickly about the one game that's on my list that didn't make anybody else's Hitman 2. I got to play it behind the scenes at the Warner Brothers booth. If you've liked any of the IO Interactive Hitman in the past, uh, what can I, th- he's back. I mean, I got to play a mission set in a racetrack where you had multiple ways of killing, uh, one of two targets and it was just, it felt just like the, the quality, the best quality IO Interactive uh, gameplay that you could have from a Hitman game, and it looked absolutely gorgeous as well, so you you guys can cover the rest of the shit I, li- I listed. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, I Marcus. unfortunately have a prior engagement.
0: Hey, thanks for being here, Marcus, and again, we hope to have you on a future show. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Country
2: Rolls Take
4: the world of today getting you down well then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies tv games and more 30 20 and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010 here's a clip from
1: 1998 a little bit of news to kick off 1998. Uh, the, oh, the AFI releases its top 100 films list. My word. I
0: remember when this happened. I think they did like a special, right? And I yes. I watched it and I bought the magazine that went with it. I was It was uh, my around my 61st birthday. <laughs> and this was like my summer. It's like every time I meet anyone else who's into movies, we got to start arguing about this shit and what shouldn't be on there and what should be higher and blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. we're terrible. All right. So the top 10 uh uh, from 1998 from the american film institute citizen k number one the red casablanca red. godfather red. gone with the wind red lawrence of arabia red wizard of oz red the graduate throw it away one of my big arguments on this one though just in the top 10 lawrence of arabia
0: is only in there because it was made by american money but it's also on the british film institute's list and i think that's where it belongs
1: oh, is that why never ending Story is in the top 10 German yes, financing. That's the only reason. <laughs> <There is. laughs> Jump into the past with 302010
4: every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Went out one night to make a little round. I met little Sadie and I shot her down.
2: Went back home, jumped into bed. 44 pistol under my head.
0: Coming back from the break with Crooked Still by little Sadie. That comes from the Last of Us Part 2 show uh, trailer that was shown during the Sony press conference at E3. Uh, and the reason I wanted to come in with that song is in this segment, I'd like us to talk about the games that were on our list that didn't end up making the top five, which won't apply to the laser time community because they nailed it. So once again, good job, everyone with the voting. Um, you had, you had the order a little bit wrong, but that's all right. But yeah. So on, on my list, I had the most games that did not make our top five. I had three. Uh, and my number three was the last of us part two. Um, and the reason I put it on there, I fucking love the last of us part one. It was so good. How could I not put that on here? I almost feel like because sony's press conference was so weird and people had an odd reaction to it i I don't want to say the game got overshadowed it it wasn't on the show floor you know but not i haven't heard a ton of people talking about that game and maybe it's just because i think that game is exactly what we think it is It's, it's more the last of us
2: well i think there are things that make it look a lot better um one the game looks gorgeous being built for the ps4 so that's really awesome um it's also very like it's very gruesome. Like there's that one scene where you see the guy being hung and then his entrails fall out, and then you see Ellie, you know, grabbing an arrow from an enemy. And it's not like one of those things where oh, I'm going up to a weapon, it'll apparate and go into my inventory box. Like it's no, let me pull this from this guy. Like it,
0: yeah.
2: it looked it looked really cool. It just yeah. it. The only thing that was like a negative to me, it has that. It has that Naughty Dog uh, kind of guided, you know, guided tour experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm just like I'm very wary about with with trailers. Like, nothing that these games are ever bad because they're not. It's just every Naughty Dog trailer seems like feels like the same to me, even though like they always look great and it's always interesting. It just seems very much the same.
1: Yeah, and I and I told you that on on bonus time that like I thought Last of Us for me overstayed its welcome and that like its characters and premise was like super compelling and then like i just didn't the gameplay didn't rub with me all the way but for Mm -hmm. some reason like (laughs) while my tv's burnt out i'm playing only old games instead of new games and i'm playing shadow uh rise of the tomb raider and it's like all the stuff i did not claim i didn't want to do in last of us i'm doing now in rise of the tomb raider well the
0: Ellie level from last of us played a lot like those rise of the tomb raider games like it was the bow and arrow level yeah um
1: so, so I, I this in The Witcher because of how much I liked the new presentation of uh, Cyberpunk in Last of Us Two. Like, I immediately like on sale on the PSN store was just Last of Us for nine dollars. Bam, bought uh, Witcher Three. I, I picked it up already, but it's like I'm gonna start it now because I'm that interested in Cyberpunk.
0: My, my other game that I wanted to mention. Um, I'm probably saying this wrong, but Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. In other, Another name for it is From Software's next joint uh, that actually is being published by Activision this time, oddly enough.
1: Um, oh yeah.
0: The reason I put it down, it's it is very much looks like Souls esque combat with a couple of key differences. It's more like how Souls PvP plays, where it's all about staggering people, and it has a Bushido blade element where it's not about health bars. It's one strike with your with your blade, and that will insta kill people. So the other thing is it doesn't. Seem to have the RPG elements that the Souls game have. It's really all about the combat and the action. And the trailer shown, it looks like a lot more action, uh, fast-paced action than your typical Souls game. At one point, one of the presumed either mini bosses or bosses like throws your character <laughs> across the battlefield, and it's like, oh shit, yeah, this is it's doing a little bit more than the Souls games typically do.
2: It it kind of reminded me of Tenchu: Wrath of Heaven. Like, that's what that's mm. the vibe I got from it. I, yeah. It was a very much like a Tenchu game, which isn't a bad thing. Like that is totally up my alley. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sekiro was that would have been on my list had uh, Ghost of Tsushima had not come out. Like, well, I was saying day.
0: it was the year of the samurai game. So yeah, we had we had this one, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Neo Two. Neo Two looks awesome. I love Neo One, um, and it is that that is Samurai Dark Souls. So I think that's one of the reasons that Sekiro: uh, Shadows Die Twice has to change things up it can't just be samurai dark souls we had that with Neo, um but yeah it looks really good i love the at one point from software used to be really hit or miss and now everything they do i kind of stand up and pay attention so i'm looking forward to it um my other game that was on my list not on your your guys list was skull and bones from ubisoft um now granted that's a game i've been watching several years because it feels like it was announced about well, right after Black Flag came out, because it is the game that's pretty much just the ship combat from Black Flag. But that was one of my favorite parts of Black Flag. So I can't wait to play this game.
1: Yeah, it seems it seems odd there because that seems like exactly what it is. A spin-off of Assassin's Creed, but they ditched the license like we uh, I mean, applause for trying to make a new IP out of something that worked well in Assassin's Creed and not like beating that to death uh, in that franchise. But it's like I, I'm, I'm still shocked they don't call it Assassin's Creed Sea of Thieves.
0: I mean, that is, and this isn't a rumor we heard from any of our friends at UB, but the rumor out there is for years, eventually, the, the Assassin's Creed label, it's not going to mean what we think it means. It's just going to be this kind of blanket brand that you can throw a ton of different games under. And I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a great example of that, where all Assassin's Creed will mean now is just a certain aesthetic and gameplay type, and then maybe just historical settings.
1: It, it's astonishing that they they chose a framing device within the story that totally allows that to happen. You're playing a video yeah. game that's a video game.
0: I think they've even since gotten away from that framing device, the video game within a game thing. That was for Black Flag. I think it's back to an
2: animus thing now. Is it? I don't know. I haven't played Assassin's Creed it's black flags. So, oh, you yeah. haven't played
0: Origins? Or yeah, because Syndicate didn't really have a framing device. It was just you were fading in and out of memories, and there were it was like you were like like this rebel, you were this the Assassins group in the future, and it was sort of like the stuff where they were on the run from like AC two. But um but yeah, anyway, Skull and Bones, I just it's super compelling to me because I love that ship combat. It looks like the the better Sea of Thieves. It looks like <laughs> what we wanted Sea of Thieves to be, to be honest with you.
2: What you want to see at these to be, see at these is exactly what I want it to be a game I'll never play. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a puke,
0: a, a puke simulator where you can throw up on your friends in real time.
2: Um, I mean, that does sound like a game I would play. Um, <laughs> I don't know, i just I...
0: so uh, Chris, actually, your choice is all lined up with kind of the,
1: the LTC, so well, except, you didn't for, except any... for one, okay, that I, I didn't put that just I and it's associated with um how how amazing microsoft nailed uh online play in its in its second try is, is crackdown 3 i mm. i haven't dug into truly like i don't even did they ditch the cloud gaming thing that was supposed to be revolutionary i can't imagine it's going to work i'm sitting here right now with high speed internet and half these websites aren't loading how can you depend on cloud computing to work for everybody for a game like that. Um, but as, as far as an online experience go goes, I can't think of another game like crackdown, maybe halo that is like incredibly solid infrastructurally. Um, but all about wacky and stupid shit.
0: Yeah. Well, and if you, if you believe Terry Cruz, that game's already out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I yeah, I, I, they really played him up in this announcement. I love Terry Cruz.
0: Oh, he might be, Shit, I mean, he might be one of my favorite actors of the past 10 years. Like, everything he does, I love.
1: Is there anything more wonderful than the Great American Scallop? of <laughs> <laughs> <Arrested laughs> Development, <went>. beautiful, beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But no, you're right, Crackdown, that's almost got overlooked just because it was one of those unfortunate cases where they announced right before the show, like, hey, this thing's delayed. Um, and that's right. always a bummer. But we, shit, it's been so long, it keeps getting delayed, just as long as they make it
1: good. Right, But but I think we're coming off of, like, was it two years where they didn't mention it at all? Mm, Yeah. Or like it shows up in a sizzle reel as something that may still exist. This is like a reassurance that it's coming. And I do desperately on consoles want an experience where I can have fun with randos. And Crackdown, I can't think of a better experience I had online other than Crackdown for that. Um, It it could be rose-colored glasses. I know this. Um, but it's also this thing that like, we never really got like a decent follow-up to either. And there is no, this thing does not have the earmarks of a, a follow-up hit, but I'm still, I still, it's a game I'm watching and I won't stop watching.
0: Well, how about we let you talk about, then you mentioned another game at the beginning of the show, Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Like, what is it that that is Richard! really exciting about that? <laughs> Is it just the novelty of being able to play that thing on an official basis? Or?
1: Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that game is fucking fun and, and funny. Uh, I don't, I, it's, it's not, I don't think it was done you know, on a sincere level to be that funny, but this really violent, hilarious look from a Japanese developer on what they think American politics is <laughs> mm. and what, what an American would like to do. Like, yeah, I think the president would like to roam around in a mech and murder uh <laughs> murder members of our military indiscriminately with lots of blood but the game is well, hilarious and and super violent and just i don't know it's it's never not entertaining and it's super fun
0: well it's it's not as entertaining as space force Space, force! space no force. it is it's way it's way more entertaining than
2: space force so this game <laughs> is like this is a weird thing to be, especially being on this show because I, like, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people who listen to the show only heard about it because of, like, an old talk radar bit, I think, when Obama got elected. So it's got to be, like, 10 years old now.
1: Yeah, I spent I spent hours um, trying to get that game to work because it was hidden on an old demo disc uh, and that OXM used to ship back when OXM was still written by Americans. Uh, I think it's still published here is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was locked somewhere on a demo disc, and then you could unlock it. I forget exactly what we did, but like I ha- we happen to have a debug Xbox, so I was able to get a copy off the internet and burn it. It just it loaded one every forty times. Um, and there's <laughs> like, and who are you gonna who are you gonna call? Where are you gonna find assistance? There's no Xbox emulation community. It's an Xbox exclusive. Um, people yeah. have been able to stream it, but at at, at great personal expense yeah right
0: and as i mentioned on bonus time it was this kind of obscure thing that i just love that devolver made it like the centerpiece of their show of their press conference it was like we got this huge thing
1: yeah it made me feel really good that like somehow like that cult status has rubbed off somewhere because like i, I don't think it was us championing it. if you look online because like a bunch of people have, have managed to stream it but it was something that could totally be remastered
2: I just can't think of that game without the HBO music. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you have ruined my brain. Cause I just see that game and it's like, I need to hear that whole HBO stinger before I hear uh ledge mm-hmm. party.
1: Well, let's, um, let's see if we can embed it underneath, underneath this episode. <laughs> yeah. I know it's on laser times, YouTube channel uh, as okay. well as the Facebook page.
0: Uh, Trav, let's talk about your game. So um, tell me about your number three.
2: All right. Uh, so, I, as the Beowulf Chaos dudes let you know, I love mechs. I think mechs are awesome. And uh, my number three was Daemon X Machina, which is a game being developed by, I believe, by Nintendo. I think Nintendo R&D. I could be wrong, but don't fact check me. Daemon X Machina is a, it's an SRW, which is a Super Robot Wars uh, game that's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Which looks fantastic. It kind of it really beat out Fire Emblem, uh, Triple House, uh, in my pick. Uh, but I, it just looked really cool. The designs uh, for the characters are actually done by the character designer for Fire Emblem um, Awakening, if Fire Emblem Fates, um, mm. and then the mech design is done by the guy who did the mech designs for uh, Pat Lavar. So this is like. All of in my anime wheelhouse. I love this. I can't wait to play this game and whoa,
0: whoa. play it on my Is this anime?
2: secret anime? Secret? not secret anime. This is very the upfront anime. You. No, you know my
0: strict <laughs> policy: no anime. Next selection. Uh, so in the complete
2: opposite of anime, what if hell was Earth? <laughs> or yeah, or what if you
0: went to hell?
1: Have you seen the news this week? I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, we're we're living in the dark cyberpunk future. We all know that, but um, yeah. So Doom Eternal,
2: I, yes. I I don't know why I didn't think Doom Two was going to come out. I just ne- never thought about it. Uh, but yeah, when Doom Eternal came on and you hear those double pedals, I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. Like let's mm-hmm. let's fucking do it. Let's let's fucking rip shit. And Doom is in. Now you're going to be fighting hell on earth. So again, like I said, it's nothing new.
1: Is that how how new is the new Doom?
2: 2006. Uh, no, no, new Doom. 2016, yeah. right? What? 2016. I'm sorry. Years? What are years? Uh, 2016. Yeah. But I, I
1: didn't. I missed the Doom Eternal trailer. Like, I no, I did. I did see it. It's just a, a like a one minute thing, right?
0: It's it's like a teaser thing where basically you, it has the metal playing. It shows a bunch of creatures from hell, and yeah, it it's very recognizable as oh shit that's that's that is very Doom.
1: But do they say anything else about it? Because because you have you have Rage too. And not Doom Two,
0: Rage Two. <laughs> well, yeah, Doom, so if anything, yeah the the subtitles tripping me out a little bit because if it's like Halo Infinite and then Doom Eternal, that would almost imply like an ongoing service game more than a sequel. Oh Jesus! And I and I'm worried because the worst part of Doom was the multiplayer to a lot of people and. I think they did clarify, hopefully, Trav, I don't know. This was on your list. Did they clarify, is this single player or is this? Is it a single
2: player? Is it a single player? Well, there is. There might be multiplayer. There'll no, more than likely be a multiplayer because how do you ship a game without multiplayer even if it sucks? Uh, but no, this is a single player game. Um, I think the reason why you don't call it Doom 2 is that this game evokes a lot of, like, there's a lot of references to actual Doom 2 in here. Like to the mm-hmm. point where there's aliens that you're not aliens, but there's there's demons that you're fighting on Earth. If you guys remember your Doom lore, uh, Doom Two, you fight demons on Earth. So I think there's a lot of iconography that kind of ties back into Doom Two, which is why I think they called it Doom Eternal.
0: I I just you asked how do you do a game without multiplayer? That's sort of what I Bethesda. If anyone's going to do that, they're the publisher that will.
1: Because yeah, but they're also the publisher that everyone's giving shit over for Fallout seventy six.
0: Yeah, but they're but they're remember they're the ones that like hey we haven't I think their whole thing last year was we haven't given up on single player. I would just love it if in the year that Call of Duty drops the single player campaign in favor of just multiplayer. If Doom's like no we're just doing the campaign because you guys didn't play that multiplayer bullshit and that's like, I don't know that you could charge sixty bucks for it is the thing.
2: Yeah, I mean like I said I I think Bethesda might be okay with that. I'm not sure about Ed, and I'm sure as shit not sure about Zenimax being okay with that. <laughs>
0: mm. Okay. <laughs> So that's that's your list. Marcus did mention
1: uh, oh, oh, here's well, can I get a bizarre one out of the way?
0: Yes, please.
1: I thought Battle Toads was about four years too late of an announcement to make. Everyone thought when it was
0: in, um, the fighting game, shit, man, I just totally blanked. Kill, a, killer instinct. killer instinct, instinct. Thank you. That when those characters were in the fighting game, it was, that was going to be the next, next year. That's the announcement. And yeah, four, four
1: years later, here we are. Not that I don't think the world, uh, Microsoft could do something amazing with Battletoads. Cause really who gives a shit? Like it just has to be. In- I was about
2: to say is, is Battletoads even good?
1: Well, uh, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs is an amazing game. Uh, several levels in the original Battletoads given a couple like game genie codes are fucking fun, but (laughs) it's needlessly difficult. And Now we know why, thanks to the rare replay documentary. Um, they wanted to extend the game to make it full price as happens nowadays. Um, but like what, what the fuck could Microsoft be doing with Battletoads that they don't have any gameplay reveal for a traditionally 2d game that comes out in a year? Like what? The last time you guys did a two D game, uh it was called Cuphead and it took half a decade.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. It was two guys, granted, but yeah. Um it's a good point. I don't I didn't even know it was two D. I didn't know
1: anything. I, I don't know that it's I don't know that it's two D. I just don't know so why it's you officially
0: would...
2: it's uh two point five D. It's a two point five D beat 'em mm-hmm. up. Well there's no gameplay yet. Which yeah, you're right. There's absolutely The, no the
0: answer to your question, Chris, how do you do it is When you have to fit fifty games in a press conference, you'll fucking you'll throw everything you can in there because their whole strategy was we're gonna we're gonna have the most
1: games, we're gonna have all the games in our yeah no, because no offense to that trailer, I thought that this was something you could have grabbed the zeitgeist by the balls with five years ago, and the trailer looked like something like was this greenlit this morning? Like, (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing to show here,
0: and it's one of those games. I think you guys are right. There are some just stupid, insanely hard levels from the original. A lot of people are kind of looking at that game through rose, rose-tinted glasses. And no, Battletoads
1: and Battle Maniacs is legit great. It's, but it's, it's only like, in, like a defensively good Battletoads game. Because yeah. we all want the world for rash, zits, and pimple. We, we do.
2: Yes, I like, I like green, brown, and dark green Ninja Turtles
1: as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with attitude. And if you play the arcade game, there's a ton of blood and violence. And I think that's that's perfect for Microsoft.
2: Yeah. Yes. The the, the, the Microsoft, the studio that famously censored
0: Conker's Bad
1: Fur Day. I know, I know, but it's a different day. <laughs> so
0: Marcus did bring up Hitman 2. I just wanted to kind of say a few more bits about that game because it looks great. The big difference here is it's changed publishers. So this was, you know, Square Enix basically gave up the rights to Hitman and that's let the crazy. studio take it. This is being published by WB. The big difference is it's not season two. It's just a full sequel they're going to release all at once. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because I, what I loved right. about the last one, you had like hours to, to really explore those levels. And if you just blew through that game with like one or two playthroughs of each level, you weren't doing that game justice. It was meant to be played like no really learn the clockwork of this level and explore.
1: Yeah, my, my, my problem with the, the new Hitman was just that like I never made any progress. I just kept yeah. fucking around.
0: And it's perfect for that. And it put in a lot of systems though, that it would it would basically kind of reveal a lot of the, the ways you could kill your targets in there. And, it, and it, it rewarded you for doing so. And you would slowly get mastery in each of the maps. And the mastery would unlock more stuff. And it was really deep because they had to do that because it was like, hey, it's going to be another month. You're going to be playing this map for a month. But see, I, I,
2: I like that aspect of it. And I'm really upset that it is going to be out in one game because I did like – Going through Separenza and then going through, you know, I can't think of the, <laughs> I can't think of another level, but going through like going well, like through Morocco, Paris. like like a lot of people or play Paris,
0: the Paris map, the Paris map right. is great, you know.
2: But being able to kind of like learn how to hide and seek and learn the different tales and learn, hey, here's what it does with this, and it like it lets you do a lot of really cool shit. Like I just think of uh, the old the giant bomb thing of like the Mexico style where you could just put name out of the hats. And it like it makes it breaks the game and to do something new with it.
0: The one thing that gives me hope is what they said about the last one was, you know, all of the elusive targets, kind of the, the live elements of the game that kept it yeah. going after launch. Um, they said a lot of people missed a lot of those because, yeah. it, you know, the people would drop Dude, off.
1: That, that is the definition of like one of the most noble experiment in gaming. It's like yep. one of those things we always wanted to see and it totally failed. When it came to fruition, you can't tell people when to play games.
0: Exactly. So the, I'm hopeful though, this time around, they said one of their reasons for doing it all at once is they want to really focus on things like those elusive targets, give people more chances to play those and basically not limit it. Cause the way it used to work is the elusive targets were sort of tied to that month's map and then they would move on. But now if they release the game, let you play through the maps, they can kind of do the elusive targets wherever they want for like that six months following launch, you know? So,
1: we can show up in random places like fucking Zer and destiny. Like, yes. Oh, I hear the Donald Trump character I'm supposed to kill is in Vegas. Yay. Let me, <laughs> let's let's kill the president. <laughs> you thought it was funny with metal Wolf chaos.
0: God. I'm looking forward to another Gary Busey cameo, man. Like that was the most random, but funniest cam, like in a year where we had, well, I mean, it was, I guess a different year, but when we had a predator cameo in a ghost recon game, uh, we had like tons of other kind of random ass modes in games People forgot that they had fucking Gary Busey in their game, and you had to kill him.
2: You can murder me, Gary (laughs) Busey.
1: That was good. Fear is fear, personified, and uh, I-O, I-O, yeah. uh, Anyway, I I can't be killed. Motorcycle tried a couple years ago. I grew my teeth even further. It act like a shield, (laughs) blocking all bugs, diseases, bullets. They can block anything. Uh, I'm not Nick Nolte, never have been. Gary Busey, thank you very much. Utah, talk. You, you, give me two. You, you might, you might think, you might think I'm the, I'm, I'm a Hitman for I'm not
2: Hitman seven. He could go ahead and kill me because I'm <laughs> Gary Busey.
0: Uh, what I'm waiting for is the crossover with the Predator and Busey for a little Predator 2 reunion. <laughs> yeah.
2: He wasn't Predator 2. He wasn't Predator young. 2. Yeah. I forgot about
0: that. Uh, Marcus's other game, he didn't bring it up, but Chris, I thought you would want to talk about this one. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, just because you've been playing through the, the older games.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird just because, like, for me, the Tomb Raider brand had so much fucking stink on it because of how long I followed the the franchise that I, I wasn't even interested in the 2012 game until it, until it became free on uh, Games with Gold and my PS4 broke. That was the only way they got me to play the new Tomb Raider.
0: I'm sure you regretted it because it's so good. Like yeah, both is, of those was, games were really good. This is good.
1: phenomenal. I, I really love this. I think Michael was – because Michael was giving me shit because all the stuff I was praising Uncharted for for doing, he's like, they kind of stole that from the Tomb Raider game.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And, and then you're
2: like, of course, it's Uncharted. Uncharted stole everything from Tomb Raider.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, then, then what's weird is it came full circle and then they started to steal from – yeah, they, basically, yeah, they stole from each other over the years. And maybe they just made each other better. I don't know. So those were the games that were on our list that didn't make the the final top five cut. I want to blow through just a few games really quickly that I feel like people aren't giving they're they're giving paying enough attention to these. And they were at the show, and we don't have to go on about these, but we can talk say a few words. So one of the games that I was really excited about, and I saw I saw it at the Microsoft. Uh, well, they're you can't even call it a booth anymore. It was a theater. It was like a dedicated experience, but ori and the will of the wisps uh for those who played the first ori you should be excited like it looks like that plus better physics better action like everything is better and it looks really good and even more beautiful than the first if you can believe it
1: yeah i started that game like five times played like for five hours and one sitting and just never gone back to it i don't know what to do it is a
0: I think one of their producers came on and said he wants it to be more of a Metroidvania. Like they're leaning into that this time around, which I love Metroidvania.
1: But so do I. But like I have never been felt that compelled to finish any of them that aren't Metroid or Castlevania.
0: That's yeah. I mean, you're talking to a man who played through Strider because it was like nothing else was on Xbox One when that came out. And that was that was decent. Um, We talked about it. The less I I don't want to call it the lesser samurai title, but the one that got overshadowed was Neo 2. It almost came and went in the press conference and no one's talking about it.
1: Well, it, like, as in, as in no one's talking about my favorite game that you refuse to acknowledge, Kingdom Hearts 3.
0: <sighs> Can we not? <laughs> what?
1: Okay, it's so got a release date. No
2: no, 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 no.
1: It's no, got a release here's... date. It's happening.
0: <laughs> I pulled audio of Kingdom Hearts 3 just in case one of you fuckers voted for it. And I thought I was going to be proud of you. I thought we were going to go this whole episode without mentioning Kingdom Hearts 3.
1: But it looks amazing. Elsa's in the game.
0: <laughs> okay, so
2: here's the, here's the thing about the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. Yes, Elsa is in the game, and that's cool. There's also – they're in the Tangled world, and they're also in um, Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Wreck-It Ralph, Ratatouille, boom. Oh, so many good Wreck-It things.
2: Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph is a – that looks like that is a summon ratatouille i don't know yet that's true i don't know if that's a summon or anything
1: i did see a uh, like a simba summon in there and like please never ever take me to a lion king level ever again (laughs) so
2: so apparently okay so i know way too much about kingdom hearts 3 so here we go uh apparently a lot of the summons are going to be uh rides now uh for the majority of the summons
1: we've we've seen the uh the king arthur carousel and the um thunder mountain railroad
2: I know for a fact the teacups are
1: one of the supplements. Right, yes. Those. Yes. I am so mad. I am so mad right
0: now. <laughs> why? You it.
1: love this. You love Disneyland.
0: I love Disney. That's why I'm so mad. Chris, this should be the game that was custom made for us, and yet I feel your, your kindred spirit in that we don't get Kingdom Hearts like it's like yeah the Disney well, stuff
2: this, this, is why this is why I'm here Matthew I love, I, love, I love Kingdom
1: Hearts I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because this kicked up so much interest in the franchise people were legitimately hey what's going on with this series can anybody tell me the story and everyone's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want to know the Kingdom Hearts story <laughs> here, okay so here's what I don't understand the story was you don't have to play the ancillary games to get the full st- like there's things that you would miss like you don't get the fastest Sword, didn't get the market mastery, which is why he's not a Keyblade master in this game. Actually his Keyblade was never supposed to be his. It was supposed to be uh it was supposed to be Riku's, but what? Riku accidentally gave it to him.
0: You had to fucking play one of the mobile games to fully understand the story. <laughs> so much so that they had to put it on a repackage.
2: You want Oh, you wanna know the story of that mobile game? Here's the story of that mobile game. There's a guy called Master of Masters, he can see everything. Turns out there was a box that had of a, a, a prophecy. He said, Hey, there's gonna be a keyblade war. And he left. He left his students there. His students basically made the Keyblade war. That's it. That's the name. that's that whole mobile story.
0: When, when did Donald Saves and Goofy you, show? Up? You time. I, I'm still so confused. <sighs> I don't Anyway, so you, that isn't one of the games people overlook, guys. That people talked about that game. I was just hoping we would overlook it. Uh Tetris Effect was a VR game that was announced that got a lot of buzz right away, and then immediately all the press conferences happened. It's from the maker, from the creator of, of Res, and so it's mm. it's an official Tetris game, but by the dudes who did Res in VR. So Damn. that that's gonna be cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, you don't need VR for it. Uh, I had to look that up, but I think this was because this got leaked beforehand right oh, before the show.
0: So a game game series I enjoy, and I like the last one. A lot of people didn't get super excited about it, but uh, Just Cause Four was announced, and those are fun games. But I think the third one didn't change it up enough or I don't know. It just did something where people aren't talking about four after that announcement.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand that either. Cause just cause two was, I I think if we're looking at history, like the most improvements over its predecessor belongs to just cause (laughs) two. Um, but just that just cause two was modded and played so often. By the time an official version came out, and remember, it came out at like a really busy Christmas too, so it like it got lost in the shuffle. I think a bunch of people who love two miss three and don't understand why they should care about four.
0: I think two came out around Saints Row three timing, if I remember. It, there was just a lot of those chaos simulator open. I, I literally
1: games. remember walking from those booths were next to one another at E three. There you
0: go. So and and you know of course. GTA is always going to rule, rule that roost. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Just Cause games are great. The last one did a lot of fun stuff with the DLC that a lot of people didn't get to experience because they were kind of over it. Uh, but 4 looks awesome. Uh, here's another one that didn't... The original game has since grown a fan base, but people don't talk about it. Dying Light 2 is going to be awesome.
1: That's so fucking weird that no one talks about that game because I think at the time, that was the most impressive next-gen game that had come out.
0: I think what it is is everyone looks at it and goes, oh, that's the parkour zombies game.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: game is more about the systems. It has some really cool systems with, with day and night cycles. And kind of what I hear about this one is it's, it's has factions and it has like kind of choices you make that affect like, okay, who's going to rule this section of the city? Cause it basically is a continuation of, Hey, society's gone to shit. Now we're all like kind of in these territorial gang wars for resources and it has a little bit of that Omega Man slash um, I am legend thing where the vampires during the daytime, they all kind of go underground to hide from the sun. And that's where all the resources are because everyone's afraid to go in their dens and you can go like loot those. It looks it looks fucking cool. And the gameplay is fun. It is it is parkour zombies and it does a lot of cool stuff with co-op. Um, Another one that it got announced and immediately people stopped talking about it, but it's cool it's the Don't Nod people, the the people who did Life is Strange. I think it's free. There's that free game Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit is coming out in a matter of days. And they're kind of using it as a test. It looks kind of like a, a tech demo more than anything.
2: Right. I know that they want to do more Life is Strange stuff, but not with those characters from that original game. Mm. So I think this is a really cool way of kind of showing that off.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, one that it has a lot of buzz in, in underground circles and it, it, in the arcade circles, is um, there's a game called Killer Queen, which is sort of a new arcade game with a very much a kind of retro aesthetic. And during the Nintendo Direct, they announced there is a Switch version coming called Killer Queen Black. Um, and it's going to be slightly different than the arcade gameplay, but still have many of the same things. And so what's great about that, though, is it's really hard to find a Killer Queen machine. They, they haven't made that many of them. They're mostly in like barcades and big cities. This will be, you know, everyone's chance to finally get their hands on Killer Queen.
1: Yeah, I think there was one at Barcade in San Francisco, right?
0: There is. Yeah, that's one of the few. Yeah, you know, they say
2: Killer Queen plays like this, but Killer Queen Black plays like
1: this. Damn, son. <laughs> it's true. It's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: one game that, I mean, I know we'll be talking about this in the future, but because they didn't show anything, uh, it's Respawn's Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order. That was announced during EA's press conference, and maybe that's another reason a lot of people aren't really talking about it is what was no like a, really a piece of
1: like a holographic com- piece of concept art?
0: Not even
2: that. It was just okay. It was like Andrea Renee goes to interview. It was either West or Zampinella. I think it was. I, yeah, I think
0: it was Zampinella.
2: Yeah, and he is. I don't know if he is drunk. He is, or he is high. Allegedly, uh, this is not libelous, <laughs> but he's he is inebriated, and he she's like, oh hey, so what are you working on? Yeah, working on Star Wars. Okay, so do you have an idea? Is it going to be? Oh, yeah, you are the Last Jedi. Oh, so is it you know before times or oh, is it between three or four? <laughs> like it, those, are, it's, it's like the most. So in my mind, it just seems like uh, Dark Forces. Mm. We're 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 making Dark Forces.
0: I mean, we talked a few weeks ago about Star Wars thirteen thirteen, and and maybe this is one of those cases where they're going to integrate a lot of those ideas into this because it looks to be exploring like the darker side of the Star Wars universe. Um another one that got kind of brushed over, and I think this is more because of where it was debuted uh Chris, you mentioned square kind of gave all of their good uh reveals away,
1: yeah, people shit all over square's press conference, which would have been which was legitimately great if you weren't watching any of the other press conferences
0: but one of the one of the reveals from square is Babylon's fall, which is a new game from platinum, a new action game i mean action game from platinum that was for square that's near automata right so People would normally be a lot more hyped about a new Platinum game.
1: Oh, my God. Please, what was that fucking game they showed with a live-action trailer? The quiet, oh, uh, yes, the, quiet, the quiet Man?
0: Yes, The Look, Quiet Man. The Quiet Man.
1: Yes. To, I have to imagine, to show that to the public, there is something so awesome we can't even conceive of behind the scenes <laughs> that you would lead with a live-action trailer. <laughs> it, it looked... It, it, it fucking... Man, it fucking looks like a Roku after-school special. It, if, it if looks so fucking dumb. If that is so not fucking an dumb.
0: adaptation of the short story in the John Wayne movie, I'll be fucking pissed off. I can confirm it's officially
1: not that. Oh
0: damn
2: it! What if it's what if it's like what they thought Quantum Break should be? Like this is this is we, we now have the dream of what Quantum Break would have been.
1: It it had such a dumb trailer. Nobody is asking. Yeah. They're just yeah. <laughs> nobody's asking what this
0: is. Here's a game that I want to make sure I mention because I know one person in particular who's super excited for it. It's a little game called Maneater. It is not oh, the Hollow Notes song cover, it is a shark game. Yeah, and it, it looks, looks to fantastic. be a spiritual successor to Jaws Unleashed, and Michael is fucking stoked about that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I meant I meant to text him that trailer, but I, I assumed he's seen everything years before I can send it to him.
0: Sorry. Uh yeah, I was looking at his Twitter timeline. He he he's been notified enough about that game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think
2: um but uh, uh old co-worker of you of uh, yours and Michael's, Chris, uh Nagata worked on that game. Oh, did he? So
0: yeah.
1: yes. I gotta nice. call that guy. Um
0: one game, so those are all the games I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that I feel like they're a little under the radar, but they could be sleeper hits. One game that is certainly maybe not tracking to be a sleeper hit, it is the only game as of this recording on the official Laser Time Community poll that didn't receive any votes. And that is the Gears pop game. It is the pop vinyl themed Gears of War game. Zero votes.
1: Man, I got to say, though, and I'm sure everybody said it. You're tired of E3 recaps. That was one of the most brilliant trolls in history. We're like, oh, fuck. It looks like Microsoft is going to air quote win a press conference. This is really cool. How are they going to blow this? And then a fucking trailer for a pop Gears games comes out. And then like, <laughs> you had to wait like three minutes for them to say, JK, I mean, not JK, it's real, but there's also this and yeah. also this.
0: And yeah, they had three, three Gears games announced. There's like a tactical game, that one, and then Gears 5.
1: It's official. Gears is the new Halo. Sorry, That's everyone.
0: Not a lot of people are talking about Gears 5. I mean, Gears 4 didn't, it did okay. Uh, I, I'll play it. I, I'd play Gears 5, but yeah, I am not. I don't know. The buzz isn't super huge about that.
1: The Gears 5 is, is the lethal weapon for of uh, video games. It is technically amazing, but the world doesn't want that anymore.
0: Mm, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. So there it is, folks. We covered our best, and in one case worst, of E3. Um, and even though we had the LTC vote, we still want to hear what was your game of show for E3 2018? Um, you can answer the question of the week on the official Lasertime Facebook community by replying to us on Twitter or at videogameapocalypse.com under the show notes for episode number 269. Let's go out with some plugs. Trav? Uh,
2: yeah. So, hey, if you don't mind my Lisp, you can listen to me on another podcast that I do called PNB. Um, you can go search for it on at PNBcast.com. Um Or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those things. Give us five stars and yeah, patreon.com slash PNB.
0: Very nice. I'm, I'm still waiting to be invited on to the sports podcast, but we'll wait for uh, for football season for that one. Can't wait. Because Strav not only covers video games, he covers a lot of other cool topics, uh, nerd culture, and he does a sports show.
2: I do sports, yeah. anime, video <laughs> games. I Kill me.
0: Uh, Chris what about you Anything to plug
1: Yes um, Please uh, Right when you're hearing this The day it comes out It's the 30th anniversary Of Roger Rabbit Uh, Quite possibly my uh, No definitely the greatest movie Of all time Not even my favorite The best movie of all time We have been celebrating it All week in weird ways Um, uh, One of the ways Is an interview with the creator Of Roger Rabbit Gary K. Wolf That is this week's episode Of Laser Time uh, it was kind of like a dream come true. And then, you know, Gary was passing me along these little, uh, th- these little secrets from the cartoon. So I published an article based on that. You can find on laser time podcast.com. Probably the naughtiest, most disgusting shit that's ever been hidden in an official Disney cartoon, butts, wieners, poop. It's <laughs> right in plain sight that they hid right before a Reese Witherspoon movie in 1993 uh, you can check it out there. And thirty twenty ten, because it's the anniversary of Roger Rabbit, we'll be talking about Roger Rabbit.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kids talk about most ambitious crossover with Infinity War. I will say, I still can't believe Roger Rabbit happened. As a kid growing up in that time, it was the it was the fantasy crossover that we never thought was even remotely possible to see yeah. Bugs Bunny on screen with Disney characters, to see Daffy Duck next to Donald
1: Duck. And Woody Woodpecker, and let's not forget Droopy, who's in every one of those shorts. That's a different company's character. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of amazing, and it's only amazing that those characters have never um, been—I don't want (laughs) to say worthless—but like they could cross over at any point, and they just don't because no one, like they never, they never did before, and they never did again. They've only met one time, and that's this beautiful movie from 1988. This amazing special effects showcase that somehow. Steven Spielberg, Richard Williams, and Robert Zemeckis pulled off *In Between* Back to the Future, which, by the way, yes, Roger Rabbit is vaguely connected to the Back to the Future universe. You're welcome. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. I a few things make me happier than Roger Rabbit, and there's so much going on this week. Um, also, in thirty twenty ten, like Wally is uh, ten years old. If you want to feel old yourself, Wally. For my money, uh, I don't think Pixar's topped Wally in terms of quality. Um, since then, at all.
2: I don't know if you've seen the the cinematic titan that is Cars
1: three. Oh Jesus, Trav, get the yeah. fuck out of here! What are you doing? <laughs> Why do you do this every time? Intentionally <laughs> troll me with animation.
2: I still say that *Viva la four times a good movie, and we can't even go into that.
1: Cars
0: Land three Before is is definitely movie. no planes, my friend. I'll just say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a troll.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big troll. If you if you put on your Roger Rabbit twenty fifth anniversary Blu ray three times this week, which I have, the unskippable planes trailer shut up <laughs> no way it's, it's like <laughs> another reason for physical media to die the idea that in 2018 i need to watch a, a hd planes trailer <laughs> that many times god damn it
2: maybe you want to see uh, dade cook as an orange plane
0: <laughs> <laughs> well here's something we don't want you guys to skip we don't want you to skip subscribing on itunes or the podcast app of your choice write a review for us tell a friend you can follow the show on twitter at vg apocalypse or me personally at maddie c allen all thoughts there still bad still my own that's been this week's episode of video apocalypse thanks for listening we'll see you next week and remember don't hate the player the game or really anything for that matter just just don't hate
1: sake...